My name is Bella Carr, and I read the book Looking for Alaska by John Green, which was written in 2005. This is a young adult fiction novel. The setting of this book takes place at a prep school in Alabama called Culver Creek Boarding School. If you are interested in a story about grief, hope, and relationships, then this is a must-read. The main character of this book is a teenage boy, Miles Halter, whose nickname is Pudge. Three other important characters are Chip, who goes by the Colonel, Takumi, and Alaska. Miles' main reason for going to Culver Creek was partially because of his boring, friendless life, but most importantly because he was seeking the great perhaps. Miles has an obsession with famous people's last words and has memorized the last words of many people before they die. The first day of arriving to the boarding school, he meets the colonel, who becomes his best friend and his roommate. The colonel is poor, so he likes to make fun of the weekday warriors, aka the rich kids who go home on the weekends. He loves to prank his classmates, but makes it very clear to never, ever be a rat. The colonel is also a funny guy, but very blunt, and within the first day of meeting Miles, he comes up with the nickname Pudge and explains his reasoning by saying, because you're skinny. It's called irony, Pudge. Heard of it? Pudge is the complete opposite of the colonel in which he keeps to himself and is easygoing. They get along well because Pudge doesn't like to show off, unlike the colonel. Later on, Pudge soon meets the only two of the colonel's friends, Alaska and Takumi. Alaska is a smart girl who is at the school on scholarship. She is obsessed with books and, I quote, loved mystery so much that she became one. She and the Liberith. Alaska states in the book that you spend your whole life stuck in the Liberith, thinking about how you'll escape it one day and how awesome it will be and imagining the future that keeps you going, but you never do it. You just use the future to escape the present. Pudge is in awe of Alaska from the moment he lays eyes on her. He is starstruck and instantly falls in love with her, but unfortunately, Alaska already has a long-distance boyfriend, Jake. Alaska is the wild, moody, unpredictable girl who acts confident but hides behind her family problems with alcohol and cigarettes. She is going through a silent inner struggle. The book touches on many trial and tribulations that occur at the boarding school. There are pranks, there is drinking and smoking, there is happy and sad times. In the middle of worrying about the next exam or next crush, Pudge and Alaska's friendship strengthens and Alaska starts to feel, feel more for Pudge. Pudge starts to notice the extra attention she gives him and attempts to kiss her, but she pushes away. Pudge gives up hope that Alaska will, will ever feel the same for her. The book gets very interesting when a class essay assignment is given. The assignment is a question with what is the most important question human beings must answer. This fascinates and stumps many of the characters, but Alaska uses her obsession with the Liberith to do her assignment and hands it in before it's due. She says, imagine the future is, is a kind of nostalgia. You spend your whole life stuck in the libera thinking about how you'll escape it one day and how awesome it will be just imagining the future that keeps you going, but you never do it. You just use the future to escape the present. She stated that the only way out of the libera is suffering, of suffering is to forgive. She also said it's not life or death. After celebrating the one prank and getting very drunk, Alaska and Pudge kiss. They fall asleep, but sometime after, Pudge is woken up by Alaska, who was freaking out about forgetting something she told him that she had to leave for, leave the school. 
Alaska kisses Pudge before she leaves and says, to be continued. At this point in the story, Alaska's character is a mystery. Alaska's essay assignment was very moving, so the teacher read hers aloud to the class. The teacher then assigns the class a final essay that asks how each student personally gets out of their own labyrinth and stuff and suffering. In this assignment, that helps that helps Pudge understand more than he ever expect, expected. He wrote in the essay, Before I got here, I thought for a long time that the way out of the labyrinth was to pretend that it did not exist. To build a small, self-sufficient world in the back of a corner, an endless maze, and pretend I was lost, but home. But that only led to a lonely life accompanied by the last words of looking for the great perhaps, for real friends, and a more than a minor life. At the end of the novel, Pudge says, I know so many last words, but I will never know hers. He says, you left me perhapsless, stuck in your own goddamn labyrinth. And now I don't even know if you chose the straight and fast way out, if you left me on like this on purpose. In my opinion, this book is not what I expected it to be about. I thought the book would revolve around high school drama, but it turned out to be so much more than that. I highly recommend this book because it touches on real situations that are fam- familiar to so many. The book I am making connection to is 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. The connection I found between these two books is the motif of suffering. In both novels, the author touch on suicide and mental health issues in, t- in teenagers.